This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun. Man, what a uh, story broke over the weekend. One of the, again, we talked about it in the very open, a uh, very complicated, complicated time we're living in right now. Jerry Lee Lewis passed away over the weekend. I saw it, and I went, oh, God. And I, I remembered an article I'd read years ago in Rolling Stone magazine. came out in 1984 called The Strange and Mysterious Death of Mrs. Jerry Lee Lewis. And I start, And, of course... We all know the story of Jerry Lee Lewis, who had the greatest nickname in rock and roll. I don't know the story, so you're going you to have to. You oh, might have to start more at the beginning you, for me. You never saw Great Balls of Fire with Dennis Quaid. I did not. Okay, well that, that'll explain a little bit of it. I mean, I know the music. You obviously. want to talk about glazing over uh, something extremely disturbing and creepy? He's definitely not worthy of a shout out to his family, so we won't be doing that. But it did come down this weekend. And I'm looking through kind of the the obits uh, for Jerry Lee Lewis. And again, pioneer of rock and roll. And with the greatest nickname in rock and roll history. Some might say, oh, the king. You know, the the king of pop. No, no, no. Jerry Lee Lewis had the best nickname. They called him the killer. Now, this was before he actually potentially might have killed. I had no idea he was still alive uh, until this weekend. he, He was old. He was like in his 90s. Oh, sorry, 87 years old. Um, A lot of times when you're nicknamed the killer, you you don't, you meet kind of a, you know, dramatic ending at some point. Yeah, I mean, his life was more dramatic maybe than anybody else's in history. Uh, but it, you want to talk about a fascinating, fascinating, and very disturbing life that that dude led. Uh, I mean, this is perfect. They summed it up in the BBC. Jerry Lee Lewis, a toxic cocktail of scandal and addiction. Uh, he is potentially responsible for the death of two of his seven wives, Ben. Um, the story I read in Rolling Stone... You read it and you go, oh, yeah, he got away with murder. He murdered his wife, put her in a guest room. She had blood and skin under her fingernails. He had claw marks all over his hands. And they just were like, all right, Jerry Lee, well, we'll, we'll get her out of your hair and you can go on with your day. 
It's nuts. Like, it is bananas. <laughs> they said he uh, showed up to Graceland uh, drunk and high on pills with a pistol on the top of his Cadillac and, and got out in front of Graceland and said, come on out, Elvis, and we'll see who's the real king. Like, he was psychotic. Psychotic. And if you ever saw him play, um, you know, the old videos of him playing, he was a nut. He would light the piano on fire. I mean, he would kick through the piano. He was crazy. And they called him the killer because he killed every time he went on stage. And... Uh, but so you don't know about the the cousin. He married his thirteen year old cousin as well. So that's kind of a big Ugh. one. I would. Say. It's. it's I, I read that he uh, he claimed she was fifteen. So yeah, it's okay. yeah. He said Good she's actually God. fifteen. Everyone knew, but it was like one of his siblings' children. It was a first cousin once removed. Okay. Her, I don't know what does that mean. Her great grandmother and his grandmother were the same person. They're related. By and, blood. By blood. And by the way, this was a common theme. This doesn't excuse that. This was a common theme in his family. Like, it's not the first set of... Like the Targaryens from Game of Thrones. Don't even know what that right, means. Well. But it was... this. Now, I'm not going to say, hey, it was common back then. It's cool. Like, it's fine. But in his family, that was something that had been done over and over and over. Very, very strange. Arrested. Uh, shot his bass player. Uh, I mean, dude, the guy... But was he not charged with any of these crimes for killing wives and bass players? I, and... I, I actually, Ben, I don't know that he ever did a day in, in jail. He was in rehab, uh, in and out. He used to shoot speed right into his stomach, which was pretty pretty hardcore, but he was among the first 10, 10 people inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, along with Ray Charles, Fats Domino, Chuck Berry, um, 87 years old, passed away. And, yeah, I mean, not even a guy you want to, like, eulogize uh, at all because the life that he lived was just – it was – yes, it's horrible, terrible. Fascinating, though. I'm gonna, I'll retweet this article. Would you say he was a pioneer oh, for yeah. later bad boys of music? I don't know that there's ever been a worse boy in music than Jerry Lee Lewis. Truly. Like, he, his life was nothing but – He'd lost a child to drowning. Another one died in a car wreck. A wife overdosed. Again, potentially murdered another one of his wives. Like, it was the craziest life I've ever read about uh, in, in the public public spotlight. So, um, Jerry Lee Lewis. Yeah, that was just, again, one of those really... We talk about it on the show a lot. And we, have, we talk about it off the air, too. I talk about it with my wife. Separating an art, the art from an artist, is a difficult thing to do. It is. It's very, very difficult. And if you want to call in and name me a band, I can tell you probably a rock and roll band specifically. There's there's none that come through with, you know, there, no, there's no, no band made up of four Ben Higgins except maybe the Osmonds. And I bet you the Osmonds even have some skeletons in their closet. I mean, it is. If you like Led Zeppelin, boy, they've got some problematic things that went on. If you like the Beatles, John Lennon has some problematic things that went on. Keep firing. Uh, the Who. Pete Townsend's got some really problematic things that went on. I mean, it's rare to hear the story on. of the band that was simply, you know, yeah. nine, nine to five, went back to their families at night, and that was that was it. Yeah, there's no just clocked in, clocked out, and <laughs> you know, there's always addiction, substance, and and on and on and on. Now, if you just look at the art, the art was some of the best that's ever been made. The artist, one of the worst artists ever, ever. I'm gonna re- I'm gonna retweet this Rolling Stone uh, story. It is, it is, it's staggering. Like you look at it and you go, "Oh yeah, yeah." He murdered her. He killed her and then put her in the guest room. And then he, there was a little quote he said. He goes, "Well, we got to find out who killed." Her. 
how she died to the cops. <laughs> we got to find out who killed her, how she died. Right. He caught himself. Bananas. Bananas story. That's not suspicious. Not suspicious at all. At all. So, uh, yeah, Jerry Lee Lewis dead at 87 years old. And I, I, if you believe in heaven and hell, I'm pretty sure I know where he is today. Halloween costume idea. You're Jerry Lee Lewis. Oh, oh my. And I can be now his fifteen year your fifteen year old bride. Fourteen years, fourteen <laughs> years difference in hours, Ben. Bad enough, but holy cow, he was. I think he was. I can't remember their age difference, but yeah, she was thirteen. She's massively. He was twenty two. Un- he was massively underaged, and a and a cousin, a cousin. He made it to eighty seven years old. Though. I, there's I, there's no way. I mean, you, everyone tells us you get to clean, you got to eat right, you got to li- li- live clean, don't drink too much, you got to exercise, ben, don't smoke. I can promise don't you do the any last, of this. I promise you, the last forty years were excruciating <laughs> for him. The last forty seven years, he was like, kill me, 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 kill me. Eighty seven years old. Eighty seven passed away over the weekend. Jerry Lee Lewis. As uh, Woodsy takes us on a bit of a tangent this morning, Karen Benowitz. That's okay. Uh, glad to have you with us. Um, you know, it is the uh, Padres offseason, but the Baseball World Series resumes tonight with Game 3 at Citizens Bank Park in Philadelphia after the first two games were split. And we talked a little bit about it earlier. Now, the Phillies are in the same position they were against the Padres, coming back for three in a row to the stadium where they have not lost this entire postseason, yet I once again find myself not necessarily brimming with confidence about their chances as they go up against the Astros. And, you know, I look at the pitching matchups, I look at how well the Astros have played, and I find myself saying the same things I said when the Padres went to Philly. Well, there's no way they don't get this back to Houston for game six and seven where they're going to have the advantage. The pitching advantage seemed to definitely favor the Astros in this series. So can the Phillies do it one last time and and pull off the the shocker and finish it off and win the World Series title, maybe by winning the next three games at home? I mean, it sounds crazy, right? But they've already done it. They did it once. Can they do it again? Uh, I think they're if they're smart in Philly this morning, they're saying uh, just go one and no. That's what they need to do. They need to beat Lance McCullers tonight. Syndergaard gives you really no confidence. But again, we've seen... How many quick hook quick hooks have we seen from Rob Thompson? I mean, he's going. They had a day off yesterday, Ben. You will get tonight. You will get Syndergaard. For, it's going to be like the Padres Clevenger start, except you know, hopefully Syndergaard can get an out or two. Um, they're going to put him out there, Ben, and basically pray that the Astros don't score four in the first off of him. And if he can get a couple of outs or you know get through the lineup one time, they're going to like their chances if they're close. Uh, score-wise, because they do have that bullpen that has continuously bailed them out of games. Well, and give Rob Thompson credit, because it's possible that, once again, he outmanaged Dusty Baker in the first couple of games just to get the split of the first two. And go back to game one when, you know, Aaron Nola had given up five runs, down 5 nothing to Justin Verlander. I think my instinct would have been, all right, let's let's save some of our arms and let's not... Let's not spend them all here because what are the chances that we come back on Verlander? But, you know, he was aggressive and went with Jose Alvarado first out of his bullpen uh, in the in the fifth inning there. Yep. In the fifth? Yeah. yeah. And, and his, his bullpen came through for him. Alvarado, Eflin, Suarez again go with the starter for, a, you know, a lefty to get a couple of outs. Then Sir Anthony Dominguez and then Robertson in the tenth uh, to finish it out. And they did not give up a single run 
the entire game after going 5 nothing, allowing the Phillies to come back against Verlander to tie it up and then make it to the 10th where they won it on the home run uh, by JT Realmuto to win it 6-5. to I mean, that again is Rob Thompson has pulled almost all the right strings this postseason. We saw it. We saw it against the Padres, and now doing it again against the Astros. Well, and you, you know, yes, it's going to be really fun if it ends in the Phillies' favor to say, "Yeah, you ran into a team of destiny," and it does. It does feel a little bit like that, Ben. I mean, you, a team that's probably not supposed to be there, but they don't know that. They absolutely don't know that. It's it's been uh, a multitude of different guys. I mean, you know, Castellanos is down o two, runners on. Hit a ball basically off the dirt, you know, floated in the left field to get them scoring. It really does. Now, the Astros easily have it in them to go out and win the next three games. Easily. They've got the the bullets. They've got the hitters. They've got the pitchers. They've got the bullpen. But, man, sometimes you just can't do anything about destiny. Now, Philly manages to scratch out a couple of wins here at, at in their home ballpark the next three days. Dude, they absolutely could win. I picked them to win the series just because... I'm going to ride with the team of destiny. Uh, I'm going to ride on those coattails. But it's been fun. been fun to see. They they never quit. They never quit. If they do lose, it won't be for lack of trying and really throwing everything but the kitchen sink at them. Game two was also interesting because, you know, the Padres twice faced Zach Wheeler. What did we talk about? Strike thrower. you got to be aggressive, but there's a danger in that because if you're aggressive and it doesn't pay off and you hit into some quick outs, then you're really in trouble because now – now Wheeler's going to go deep in the game. You know he's only thrown a few pitches in the first couple of innings. Padres got into that situation in Game One of the National League Championship Series. They had a little more success against him the second time around. But what did the Astros do against Wheeler? First four pitches of the game, they swung at three and got doubles on all of them. Yep. In the first four pitches, they said we're going to be very aggressive against this strike thrower, and they did not miss. And maybe that's why, ultimately, I think the Astros are going to win. When they pull the trigger, they, they they connect more often than not. And they started that game with Altuve, Pena, Alvarez, doubles in the first four pitches. Three batters, four pitches, three doubles, and a quick 2 nothing lead. And that was all, really, that, that Framber Valdez needed, that, that, that beginning, that three-run first. Um, they didn't need any more than that nope. in game two. I mean, they fought, though. They fought to the end. They had, you know... Scored a couple of runs. They're just—they're not a team that's going to go gently into that good night. Uh, I think they are going to grind. I think the crowd's going to help them a lot uh, in Philly. If they—if we thought they were raucous against the Padres, they're going to be ridiculously raucous against um, against the Astros. Man, this is the World Series. You know Philly's going to bring it. But yeah, I mean, if you're Noah Syndergaard, you're you're probably quaking in your boots a little bit. You're. This is one of those like I'm, I'm going to throw it. If they hit it, they hit it. But he doesn't have the stuff that he used to have, period, the end. And those guys are such good hitters. And now that Altuve got three knocks and he's kind of off the schneid a little bit, it makes them even more dangerous, if you can imagine. Game three tonight, uh, it's going to be Noah Syndergaard pitching against Lance McCullers Jr., the opposite of Monday Night Football game, a battle of Ohio. We'll see. I'm sure that football will win the ratings battle. It always seems to when it goes head to head, I'll be watching uh, World Series though. I will be trick-or-treating with my children and then I will be watching the World Series. All right, we'll come back. Uh, speaking of football, I want to get into some of the big NFL stories from the weekend as well. Uh, we're really almost at the midpoint of the season now. This is uh was this week 8? I believe this was week 8 that's wrapping up here of a 17-game season. So, you know, some uh you can draw some conclusions at this point with what we've seen in the NFL so far. There's one conference 
kind of playing out like we expected. And then there's the other that is just utter chaos right now in the National Football League. We'll get to some of that coming up. It's Ben and Woods. Be back after a check traffic here on 97.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This was Friday the 13th. Chew your chicken first before we come back. You, sounded like it was code for something. Let's just, I'll be at home chewing my chicken if anybody needs let's me. Let's just stabbed a fork into a giant chicken breast yes. and then took a big honk out of it like Fred Flintstone style. Like Freddy Krueger. It looks just like a plain chicken breast. I asked Woods, what, is that seasoned with anything? And we had a discussion about thyme and tarragon. tarragon and I suggested, is it rosemary? It you, is. Th- you think it's rosemary chicken? Yeah. It's rosemary. Delicious. Good protein for mm-hmm. you this morning. I was instructed over the weekend. I was talking to my uh, my buddy Sean, telling him about the you know the schedule and the diet and everything else. And he said, "Look, man, just make some small steps." He goes, "Do you eat during the show?" I go, "No, candy sometimes if I'm stressed." He goes, "All right, well, stop that, number one, fatty." But you need to refuel with protein halfway through the show. And I said, "Okay." So I promised him that I would. I just texted him a picture. Had a hard boiled egg and a piece of chicken. We're not wanting, we're not running wind sprints here. No, but what what I'm trying to do is not be exhausted when I get out of here. You should maybe try it too there, big guy. I think I'm exhausted because I don't sleep at all, not because I don't eat a big hunk of chicken in well, the middle of the show. I need to I it makes it hard for me to go work out because I'm exhausted right. when we're out of here. I'm like, I'm done, I'm tired. You know what I'm saying? And like you get some exercise playing golf. 
but I need dramatically more. This is going to shock you. I am not a big scary movie guy. <laughs> Never have been. Just I don't get the I don't get the rush of the of the jump out of your seat thrills. Well, there's categories to scary. Yeah, movies, that's true, right? So, all right, for you, what was the movie that scared you the most? Kind of a banger of a Halloween song. This song is perfect. I mean, it's terrifying. Was this Halloween or Friday the 13th? This, this is, is Halloween. Halloween, yeah. I said Friday the 13th. I, I actually would say it's one of the recent, like one of the recent ones, um, A Quiet Place. Terrifying. That one was pretty scary oh, for me. Terrifying. Terrifying movie. Just had you kind of on edge the entire time. You're a wreck. And yeah. again, you put yourself. Now, The when we were growing up, Ben, you and I. Uh, more so than Polly. Polly had a different genre of scary movies, equally as good, probably better. Like the Saw, the first time I saw Saw, I almost soiled myself. There's a movie that's it was takes place in San Diego too. What's it called? There's a horror movie that Paranormal takes place in activity? Paranormal oh. Activity. Scared the bejesus. Blair Witch out of Project was kind of scary to me. It was stupid. I I, you knew it was fake. Once I found out it was fake, I was like, oh, cool. I just watched like a really bad Home student movie. film. Yeah. Paranormal Activity, I, wa- I went and saw it in theaters when it came Ooh. out, and it scared the hell out of me until, spoiler like the very end, it was so like cheesy and corny, and yes. you're like, oh, yeah, the whole thing is just, it kind of ruined the whole it's hard to previous wrap, like, hour and a half. It's hard to wrap up a scary movie. It really yeah. is. It's like you, either the young well, teenage and like that girl movie in particular, kills the guy. A lot guy of it was or, like first person view, like from the guy's camera. Right. So you're like, whoa, this could like be real. And then at the end, you're like, oh, no. So <laughs> I, I've always gone back to movies like The Shining. The Shining is a terrifying movie. I mean, it is. It to this day, if it's on and I'm alone, I'm like, I'm not watching this. Not by myself. It is horrifying. You seen The Shining? Um, yes. Jack Nicholson. Terrifying. The elevator with the blood. Yes, and the, the, yeah. the two twins come play with us, Danny, forever and ever and ever. Makes my skin crawl. The slasher movies when we were growing up, though, like Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th. I always liked those because there were boobs in them. So I, we were like 12 years old. Like, yeah, I'll go see Friday the 13th part four because there's boobs in it. So. You're in. Did you read any Stephen King books? All of them. You did as much as I could. I, when I, I was read a kid. like Pet Cemetery. That creeped me out enough. Well, but I then, pretty much was done with Stephen King. That after book that. is terrifying yeah. too. The movie came out. And you're like, Ugh. it's just it's hard to make those books into movies. But it was decent. It was a decently scary movie. I, I just I stayed away from scary movies, man. I kind of like, for did, a while. I, I just did too. I kind of avoided them. Uh, I don't. Care for like the gore? I don't like bloody gore. Nope. murder movies. I like psychological, scary movies. I can like do like Shining. a psychological thriller. Yeah, exactly. Like Chang- I don't like um, like demonic no. or ghost. No, that stuff <laughs> that'll <laughs> haunt my nightmares. Same. I mean, like The Ring. Still haven't seen it. Couldn't watch it. Scared the bejesus out of me. Saw the, saw the promo, scared. and I'm like, nope. That is, I can. I I was like 12 when it came out. Yeah. Of I was like, I already know. I don't want anything to do with Scared that. Scared the bejesus out of me, that movie. And not only was it like creepy and scary, but they did have those, like the jump moments. I don't like the I jump moments. Somebody's walking through a hallway. Yeah. It's dark. 
doors are open on each side. You know what's going to happen, and it's and you're quiet. still you're on the edge of your seat. And you're, you're just like, like ah! I know it's going to happen. I know it's going to happen. Oh god, I hate it. See, I, hate no, it. I, I don't even remember. All right, hockey mask. That's is, Friday the Thirteenth, and that what's his name? Jason. That's Jason. Jason Voorhees. Um, uh, finger long Freddy Krueger knife fingers yep, Freddy, Freddy Krueger that's Nightmare on Elm Street or yep, that Freddy that's, that's Nightmare on Elm okay. Street and then who was the other big one Michael Myers Michael Myers so that one to me the first Halloween that was my dentist's name Michael Myers Michael, my, Dr. Michael Myers <laughs> so yeah. the, the first Halloween not Austin Powers <laughs> when, you, when you think about it escaped mental patient that killed his whole family could happen now when it gets into oh cool he has supernatural powers. That's when you kind of lose me. But escaped mental patient that killed his own family when he was a little kid. Okay, Amityville Horror. Did you guys see the Amityville Horror? Horror? Amityville, you guys see that? No. Uh, no. You heard of it? I know of it. The Amityville Horror is terrifying because it's based on a true story of a, a guy that whacked out his entire family. Like, chopped them up. Scary as hell. Honestly, the two like scariest movies I think in my life. Granted, I was much younger as a kid growing up. The, the movies that scared the hell out of me were not like scary movies. They weren't horror movies. Horror. Horror movies. Uh, <laughs> Wizard of Oz, the flying monkeys, terrifying, scared the ever loving ass out of me. The weird. The witch was awful. And um, I tried watching it as a kid, and I couldn't do it. Raiders of the Lost Ark, when like their faces, like their melted skin off. melted off. Yeah, Bo watched that. He liked it. I'm sure he did. <laughs> I thought I thought the second one, the Temple of Doom, was even scarier was even than scarier. the first one. Uh, of course, I was scared of Ghostbusters because I was like eight. And, oh my god! I mean, uh, Taylor watches Ghostbusters. He's two <laughs> on Saturday. Loves it. Ghostbusters, Dada. Okay. Uh, Mike says, "Yeah, my dad sat me down at four years old and had me watch." Poltergeist. Oh my god. That movie is horrifying. The Exorcist. Oh my god. Now even The Exorcist got a little corny with spinning around and the spinning up of the pea soup. Uh, Jared says Scream is my jam. It's scary, it's funny, it's meta, it's perfect. Scream was a pretty Scream's scary pretty movie. pretty good actually. You know what yeah. else was really corny and stupid but I enjoyed it? I know what you did last summer. Did you see that one? I did yeah. see that yeah, one. Yeah, that yes. was like, there's some scary-ass parts. Final Destination scared me. Scared me to death. Yeah. Scared me to death. Bo really wants to be scared, so I... Because that was all like, those were like real deaths that could happen. Could happen. Like, he, he was able to see ahead yes. and kind of be like, I should not get on this plane. Don't get on this A roller plane coaster. crashing. Right. Absolutely can happen. A roller coaster flying off the tracks. That's, every, that's like your biggest nightmare so, when you're getting on it. So Bo says yesterday, can we watch a scary movie because it's Halloween? I said, sure. And I said, Hannah, can we watch it? Now, one of the scariest the books clowns. I've ever read by in of all time. Now, it's a metaphor, right? Pennywise the Clown is basically goes around eating little kids. But that's a metaphor for creepy sex perverts that are like after little kids, right? That's the whole point of the book. You're the literary analyst of the show. Well, I mean, it's what it is. Like that's he goes after. But we're little, all afraid of clowns. We are, especially Pennywise. So Bo, I go, all right, we can watch it. So we put it on. We make it 15 minutes, and Hannah's like, dinner. We go to dinner. He goes, hey, Dada, um, after dinner, can we watch Major League? <laughs> he did not want to watch any more it the night before Holly. So it was a little struggle getting him to sleep last night. The whole thing. Um, it's it's. That's the thing, man. Uh, but no, I, I don't. I try to stay away from them, like the Texas chainsaws and all that. Like the gory, I'm out. But it is the time of season. 
But now it's over after tonight. Well, yeah, whatever your horror movie of choice, enjoy it tonight. You can tonight. tweet us at Ben and Woods. On Halloween, you can share it with us if you'd like. Yeah, you can tweet us at Ben and Woods. We're still verified on Twitter for now. For now. Oh, uh, The Conjuring. That's another one Caitlin just tweeted, and that is horrifying. Fire in the Sky. I've never heard of that. There's some new movie about you know, demonic possession coming out. I, we, me and Megan have been watching Hulu, and it's the same ad every time it goes to a commercial break. It is like every single time it's 30 seconds of this movie promo and it's just like a priest walking in and there's somebody like this little child like crawling up a wall. I'm just like, no, I'm out. I'm good. That's something I know I, I just don't need to see. Yeah, I'm Ugh. going to. Uh, Tier one, George says hereditary. I haven't heard of that one. Hereditary is very scary as well. Uh, yeah, Corey uh, just texted me. He said, the scariest thing about The Shining is being trapped in a hotel with only your wife and kids for months on end. I agree. I agree. You can see why he went a little bit crazy. All right. Uh, as promised, we'll get into a little uh, uh, NFL from the weekend, wrap things up as we uh, head toward our Rindle Report and 9 o'clock. Lots to get to. Uh, just a reminder, uh, you can always download and listen to all your favorite team stations and shows, even podcasts, all on the Odyssey app. Download it for free today. Ben Woods, back after this on 97.3 The Fan. everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. There you go. I was working in the lab late one night. You knew it was going to happen. Some beheld an eerie sight. This is worse than Imagine Dragons. I'd say it is. Surprise. And suddenly, Radio to my surprise, he did the match. Did the then why are your pants off? <laughs> I'm doing the monster match. It was a graveyard smash. He did the match. It caught on in a flash. He did the match. He did the monster man. From my laboratory in the castle. Paulie gave us some uh, interesting tidbits about the monster mouse. He heard it on Howard Stern. Yeah, a little bit of a little rabbit hole. Yeah, you can say that. With uh, Bobby Boris Pickett. Something tells me his real middle name was not Boris, that he added it for effect. We've heard this song a well, million I mean, times at this we, point. We haven't heard you, you couldn't name a, not, a lot of other hits by Bobby, Bobby Pickett, Boris, correct? Pickett. Yes. So this song came out in August of 1962. Became like a number one. It was hit. a smash. It was, it was a, in fact it was a, a graveyard, graveyard smash. smash. But 
it was kind of this was what he was now known for and he went on to say years and years and years later yeah that song paid a lot of months rent for me <laughs> like yeah it goes both ways they either say like yeah it sucks like i always wanted to be taken seriously as a songwriter but then i went and wrote the monster mash and yes it bought me a house bought me a car but in reality i, I wanted to just be a songwriter and this stuck with him forever obviously because it was a huge huge hit and it's Many, many years later, and you still hear it everywhere you go this time of year. But what I didn't know, and Polly, This blew my mind. You know, let us know earlier, was that it, the story didn't end with the monster match. No. it um, Look, it became a hit immediately in August, and then, of course, rolling into October, Halloween, season. It was an absolute smash. And he thought, well, i got to keep the ball rolling. i got to come out with a new holiday song but he was in radio this feels very radio-esque to dude me. you have no idea so he came out with a christmas song oh and you hear you know there's the same like 10 christmas songs that everybody yep. has an album and comes out with their version he came out with his own version of monster mash and it's For a christmas. christmas song it's called monsters holiday and he put this out in 1962 like just months later he didn't let it like sit for a few years and then decide oh, I'm going to dip back into that well. Paul, you know what they call that in the business? Striking while the iron is hot. Yeah. The iron is white hot. This is amazing. Was the night before Christmas <laughs> the castle. My monsters were having a yuletide hassle. The tree was all trimmed in ghoulish things like werewolf fangs and vampire wings. Oh my God. They were up to no good. Didn't act like good monsters should. They found themselves a new way. They planned to rob Santa's sleigh. They were Just making him a list. looking at himself in the mirror before going to cut the vocals like, you can do this, man. This one, as you can imagine, did not become quite graveyard smash as the original. I had to dig a little bit for this one. A new cape for drag. Like, that's... No talk about putting as little effort in as possible. We did the holiday, man. <laughs> it's St. Patrick's Day. Day. Yeah. Fourth <laughs> of July. We drank some green beer. I saw fireworks in the sky. Fourth of July. Oh, my God. <laughs> he, has a more, he has more. It doesn't end there, though, oh my, my friends. It ended there for a little while. And then, uh, I don't know if times got tough or, or what, but in uh, the 80s, oh no, he decided to get back into the swing of things. And there was only one way to do it in the 80s. By <laughs> yeah. The way. There this was only was one in way to do it. 1985, and it describes his annoyance at being unable to teach the dancing monster from Monster Mash how to talk, and it is in a song called Monsters Rap. Sounds the same. Old Forrest heard Thriller and thought, I could do that. eyes grown used to itty sights. I created a monster who could bounce and walk, but I couldn't teach him how to talk. My faithful assistant, that hunchback fool who wastes his time in DJ school, says, Holy crap. 
Just when you thought it would end there, that was he. Uh, it's the trilogy, and there's potentially more out there as well. So. Gathered around the table for some turkey and potatoes. He's <laughs> 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 just gonna go through the whole gauntlet the of whole holidays, calendar. Man. All right, next. Arbor so he, he stole from um, <laughs> Walk This Way. Yeah, that he stole from it. Shock the Monkey, which was yeah. Peter Gabriel shock a couple years earlier than that. Shock, shock the body. Just basically an entire rip off. Andy ripped off his he own ripped song off himself. <laughs> From 20 years earlier. Good Lord. Is he still around? Does anyone know? Could we get him on the show? Is there any way we could get Bobby Boris Pickett on, or is he uh, no longer amongst the living? Would be... He passed away in 2007. Ah, that's too bad. Left the legacy. Shout out to his family. But they were up to no good. This might be my favorite, actually. They found themselves a new place. Happy Halloween, everybody. I think we're probably the only sports show in America who really dove into Bobby Boris Pickett this morning. <laughs> I'm proud of that, actually. And we still haven't talked about the NFL yet, somehow. But all right, we will get to that. First, though, let's get a little check of traffic here on 97.3 The Fan. This hour on 97.3 The Fan brought to you by BioNTech and Pfizer. Charging a cell phone can be like getting a booster shot, a booster given to enhance or restore protection after a primary series vaccination, which wanes over time. Schedule an appointment when you are eligible. Kind of the story of uh, two different conferences right now in the NFL. The AFC, not all that surprising when you look at which teams are in first place. The Bills have been dominant. We knew they'd be good. The they Chiefs, won last night, yeah. They did. They won over the Packers fairly easily. Uh, the Chiefs, they had a bye uh, yesterday, but they remain in first place. The Titans, they are usually the first place team in the South, and the Ravens leading the North. The NFC, though, has been absolutely crazy. You've got the undefeated Eagles, who won again yesterday. No one saw, I mean, I, I think we thought the Eagles I might mean, be decent. but nobody saw 7-0. Undefeated. 8-0? The Vikings seven. now have a three-and-a-half game lead over the Packers, leading the NFC North. That was always a surprise when the Packers aren't in first. The Atlanta Falcons are now the first-place team, expected to be one of the worst teams in football, now they're only four and four, but the NFC South has been so so bad, mediocre and bad, with the Bucks at three and five and the Saints at three and five, that the Falcons have somehow snuck their way into first place. Well, Carolina gave that game away like Dude. three different times, yeah, yeah. and that would have put them at three and five had Carolina won, and they would have been in first place. Well, they all would have been three and five had the had the Panthers not blown that game. We would have had four, three, and five teams in the division. All the Panthers needed to win was an extra point. But on the touchdown, who was it that scored that he ripped his helmet off? 
uh, jumped in the crowd, took a 15 yard penalty. Yeah, I remember who it was? And it that, was an amazing. It was like a 65 yard throw in double coverage. Yeah. I mean, incredible touchdown that tied the score, but they needed the extra point, and the 15 yard penalty made it like a 48 yard kick. Oh my god! <laughs> and the kicker missed it, and so it went to overtime. Kicker had a, like a 33 yard field goal to win it in overtime. Missed it again. And the Falcons ended up winning that game. But if there's one team that was expected to be even worse than the Falcons, I mean, that everyone kind of predicted is maybe maybe the worst team in football this year, it was going to be the Seahawks. No one gave them even a puncher's chance, no. especially in their division. After I mean, trading away um, Russell Wilson and playing in what everyone thought was going to be maybe the toughest division in football, they have, I think, unquestionably been the surprise of the league. They won their third straight yesterday, and they dominated – a good New York Giants team that was 6-1 and one going in. They played really well. It was tied in the fourth quarter. Went on to win 27-13. And the Seahawks, Geno Smith, has been the top quarterback in the amazing, conference. Amazing. Just, I literally just looked over on uh, the Twitter feed. Our buddy Softy, diehard Seahawks yeah, man huge. up in Seattle, does afternoons up there. And he just tweeted out, Geno Smith, NFC ranks. Passer rating, number one. Yards, number three. Completion percentage, number one. Passing touchdowns, he's tied for first. QBR rating, uh, number one. And yards per attempt, he is number four. It really like, does. That's like an MVP. And when you see the Broncos struggling, although they did win in London yesterday against the Jaguars, you really wonder how much the Seahawks struggles the last couple of the years were actually Russell Wilson. Everyone thought it was not enough around Russell Wilson, but maybe it was Russell Wilson. When you look at DK Metcalf and uh, TJ Lockett, I mean, they've been... They have some good weapons, and Geno Smith has taken advantage of them this season. They even lost Rashad Penny. He's yeah. been out there. Uh, rookie, what's a walk? Uh, Kenneth Walker the third, or whatever his name is, has been fantastic as their running back this year. The Seahawks are entertaining, and they're leading the NFC West right now. Saw Tyler Lockett, their wide receiver. He had a touchdown yesterday, I think. Uh, he interrupted a press conference and dropped this not so subtle I'll let you determine if it was a jab at mm-hmm. anybody that may or may not be on the team anymore uh, well I think the biggest thing is um, it's amazing what we can accomplish when nobody cares who gets the credit it's pretty much true in all walks of life right in every sport certainly like if you play as a team and you don't care who gets the glory, and you just want to win. I mean, that's that's how you draw it up. That's well, exactly what. A you lot mean. of people thought Pete Carroll had to go in yeah. the last couple of years. Absolutely, and, and now he's kind of showing. Hold on, wait a second. May have a, a third act here in my coaching similar career. To the Brady Belichick. thing. It's exactly right. I was just going to bring that up, Paulie. And and you know, you have so much success, and everyone goes, "Well, is it you? Is it you? Is it fifty percent of you and fifty percent of you?" And you know, certainly the way that Tom Brady's played this year. I wonder how much he's regretting this season, right? Because he went out, he went out not on top, but he won the Super Bowl the year before. Rams got you last year, um, but you could have you could have ridden off into the sunset with your seven and your supermodel wife and your kids. And he just there was more to prove. Now that man is divorced, they are not playing good. I mean, it is. It's quite a fall. Yeah, but they're, they're a game behind the Falcons. Yeah, just <laughs> halfway through somebody, the season. Somebody I mean. tweeted this weekend, like, "Hey, don't worry, he'll still be hosting a playoff game in in Tampa." There's right? a good like, chance. There's a good yeah. chance of it. I thought the other story yesterday because I felt like there was a a Padres Dodgers vibe going on. The Jets have been trying to get 
the better of the Patriots for years and years and years. And they had lost 12 straight to New England. They finally, though, clearly seemed to have the better team. They went into this game yesterday. This was their chance. A Patriots team that's been struggling, has had quarterback issues between Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi. And the Jets had them. They had a pick six Zach in that Wilson game. Was horrid. Mac Jones wasn't good, but the, no, the Jets had taken the lead with a pick six. It got called back on a roughing the passer yep. penalty, and they ended up losing twenty-two to seventeen. Now thirteen in a row for Belichick over the Jets, and they just can't. They just can't figure out the New England Patriots. Just, own, just pure, pure owning. Belichick now second alone in wins all time, behind only Don Shula. I think it was his 324th career victory came yesterday, and the Patriots uh, needed that one because uh, they're trying to stay on the fringes of the wildcard race. Obviously, the Bills are the class of not just the division, maybe the AFC right now. Not going to catch them, but you still have a chance at a wildcard if you can win a few games. So they needed that one badly and they did get that victory yesterday. How much of last night's game did you watch? Because I didn't get a chance I, to see I watched any. A little, I watched a little bit of it. It really wasn't that entertaining. The Bills went up 14 to nothing, and while the Packers got a couple of scores, you never got the sense that Aaron Rodgers was going to bring him back. They've Which never, is weird, They've never right? won in Buffalo, actually. Yeah, it's and weird, though. His, his, they've been his struggling, arc, yeah. His arc this season has been a little odd, too. They can't score. Um, you can say, hey, Mrs. Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams did nothing for the Raiders yesterday. They got shut out. Raiders got shut out. 24 nothing by the Saints. Oh, man. So they're kind of maybe missing each other. Uh, you know, a bad move on both sides to, to lose him. But, uh, yeah, the, the Packers just don't don't look good. I mean, they're not going to – you don't think they're going to catch the Vikings. Three and a half games back, is that's significant with nine games left in the season or whatever they have remaining. The the Vikings look like it's uh, they're going to run away with that division. I'm sure I'm just kind of jumping the gun because they are who they are, but it's a weird it's kind of weird to sit and watch like Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers just scuffle. not have it. Just scuffle. Yeah. And scuffle. not just a game or two, like pretty much all year. I mean half almost half a season. Time right? is undefeated, but it always surprises you anyway. It always surprises you when it finally finally gets there. You're just livid if you're a Broncos fan. Like, you yeah. were so excited. Oh, yeah. You were so excited. Every day, the NFL headlines uh, get delivered straight to your smart speaker or earbuds. The Best Football Show podcast wraps up the world in 15 minutes, so you can be smarter at the water cooler. Host Elliot Shore Parks explains the biggest story from multiple vantage points and the ripple effects it has throughout the NFL. Plus, the Best Football Show delivers the highlights from all of Odyssey's football podcasts. So you've got all the news and insight from across the league. Follow the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like a podcast about our other podcasts about football. Very, uh... Why didn't we name our show the best radio show? Yeah, we could have. Best football show podcast. The best radio show. Because we like to be honest. And yeah. It's not true. And humble. Uh, we got uh, one hour left. Rindle Report coming up next on 97.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or... 
I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 